0: Welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb,
1: and with me, Robbie,
0: (laughs) and we return this January to the January dumping ground for 1997's The Relic,
1: or as I had it written in my notes, The Ritual. Which is well, it's not what it's called. That's (laughs) how much a remembrance of this film. (laughs) Yes, how much I enjoyed this film.
0: So, um, The Relic a 1997 film directed by Peter Hyam, who you will know for such classics as Time Cop <laughs> and uh, 2010, the sequel to 2001 A <laughs> Space Odyssey or Arnold Schwarzenegger's End of Days That was a classic Yeah, We didn't know any of this before, we just looked it up like 30 seconds ago <laughs> We didn't know who the guy was um, It stars Tom Sizemore, Rip Yeah, Rip, Tom Sizemore, <laughs> Big Dog um, basically, this is a film all about basically like a kind of like an ancient tribe who they believe was the birth of superstitions and things like that. Um, and then we basically follow a, a man who we're not quite sure who he is, uh, who seems to be someone on search for these tribes. And then finally, um, we basically see this man and we find out that back in new york or chicago one of those chicago, chicago <laughs> that there is um the possibility basically of a giant lizard that is free in a museum i'm just cutting straight to the truth yeah i'm just speed to that part that's it that's the whole episode we're done. <laughs> yeah, i mean that's
1: basically all we can say like we we were talking about it and we were like okay we need to get in and we need to we need to record this. Um, oh, shit, we need to record it tomorrow or something like that. If think we both said we need to watch it. And you we hadn't, it. Actually <laughs> we it, hadn't actually watched it. We hadn't actually watched it. And it was the first time viewing for both of us. Um, and we looked at it, and it was like, oh, a ancient like Mesopotamic lizard god rampages through Chicago like museum. Yeah. Oh, great, that's going to be a solid 90 minutes. No, it's like an hour and 10 minutes yeah. <laughs> of just sitting there, watching <laughs> Tom Sizemore go... I think uh, an hour and fifty
0: minutes, hundred and ten minutes, an hour and fifty. Yes, I was confused. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I was asleep for me. My mind is adult. Rob was asleep like five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, my brain is adult. My brain, the, uh, yeah. Luckily, we have this absolutely um, riveting mind (laughs) mind numbing was the word that came then and that wasn't what I meant to say mind blowing and riveting It's going good (laughs) it's going good Um, which is
1: why I would remind you to please leave us a positive review and subscribe because this is the kind of well researched well thought out award winning content award winning content that you can expect (laughs) Um, so January Dumping Ground is obviously films that were They couldn't release it any time, really. Interestingly enough, we're doing this feature. They they have just released Night Swim, which is another kind of film that you think it's a horror film, it's about a swimming pool, maybe you'd want to release that in the summer when people are like, Using swimming pools. Yeah, shatters. when you're gonna scare yeah, them? When you're gonna scare them? But that's come out in
0: January. Um, it has. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if the January dumping ground thing is really so much of a thing anymore because I feel like they're so they're so overloaded with films. Like post-COVID, I think they backlog so much, Maybe. and they're like, we just need to release. And I, I think at one point, January started doing quite well for like horror films and for like some of the ones that get forgotten when it gets to summer. So I feel like over the last, like, five years or so, January the January dumping ground idea seems to have... Not for every f- type of film, yeah. but for certain genres, I think horror seem to have used January now as, like, a, oh, this is our... like, this is a good place. Yeah. Whereas back here in the 90s or early 2000s or the 80s, it would have literally been like, right, this film, we don't know who wants to see this film. <laughs> every test screening we've done has been terrible for this film. So let's release it in January... <laughs> When people might just be like, "Oh, I'm just going to go and see whatever at the cinema and hope that it makes money, or it dies, and they forget that we made this film." Yeah,
1: which I think is definitely the case with the Relic. Um, <laughs> I think I read that it was made on a budget of forty million, yeah. and it made around forty million to fifty million. Yeah. so it wasn't a massive box office success.
0: No, it's it was not a... surprising
1: to be completely it honest. A, it with you. was a failure. Um, yeah.
0: It's, it's a hard one I, I've, I saw when I was looking at this one because this made it onto a lot of lists of ones basically like January films you know because you know the concept of lots of sites online is like January Dumping Ground and things like that like over January like the, normally it's bad films Yeah. so normally there's quite a lot of lists online if you look at films that are like films that were actually good that were released in January and this one was on like most of those horror lists Yeah. was this film um, the concept, that's that's the thing. I love a 90s creature feature. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and we had so many of them. I mean, the boom of like Jurassic Park led to so many kind of creature features. Yeah. Um, As well as, you know, obviously a lot of other 80s ones and then obviously anything else that was a creature feature, Gremlins and um, Alien, like all those kind of monster movies had kind of made a resurgence where every few years you were getting this new, like, slightly budgeted kind of, like, new horror monster they yeah. were trying to make. Yeah. And the 90s was full of, you know, there are loads of ones, and I have not rewatched half of these in a long time, so they could be absolute shit now. Maybe. But like Mimic, um, yeah. the, you know, like in the sewers, um, Phantoms starring Mr. Ben Affleck. Mr. Ben Affleck. Which was always, uh, I, I really liked that one. It might be absolutely terrible. The reviews <laughs> online say it's awful, but again, in my head, it was, seemed like it was great at the time. Um, and just loads of those, like species and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm species fox. Yeah, I again, I haven't seen that in... I'm not sure if I've ever properly seen that it's one good. I've definitely seen parts of it but I'm not sure I can definitely say i watched the whole film all the way through, it's like one of those ones that I think I remember when I was younger being on TV all the time, but I yeah. not I ever fully watched it I just remember I had a woman who was like having sex with a guy and then she turns Alfred into Molina yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> so pipes she pipes Alfred Molina and kills him and then kills him <laughs> yeah.
1: but it's, you know, it, you, you're right there was this kind of like boom of these sci-fi creature features mm. and I don't think this one particularly started bad. I don't. No. When I say bad, I don't mean that the, the whole film is necessarily bad. It's just a very strange film. Like
0: I, I, I think that this is def- It's one of those This is one of those ones where basically, if you hear the concept, basically, if, and if you read the synopsis, it basically says you know, basically like a tribal lizard or whatever. Like what yeah. Is released inside of a museum, so you're thinking. Right, we're going to have a kind of a setup, a bit of a setup we're going to like set up why that monster's there released and then most of the movie is going to be them trying to survive while this yeah. creature is released inside it. That's the movie you're expecting to see. What you actually get is the creature is kind of loose and I think one or two people might die in very spaced out scenes. Um, but it's not until about an hour and 5 minutes into this film that the plot that I expected to see starts happening and that only plays out for the last 35 minutes of the film yeah like that's the weird part of this film is the fact that most of it is set up yeah then you get finally get the creature the part that you really want to see the creature released and you know kill it, you know on the loose and killing things um actually this reminded me of another one that i've talked about before that i don't know if you've seen deep rising no I've seen which is deep where it's on like a cruise line and it's a monster yeah. kind of thing you know that one has a kind of setup but it gets into it like 10 minutes on and you're already into like them going around the ship as the ship's been destroyed and people have been yeah. slaughtered and like so that's exactly what I was expecting this feels like it was trying to be a little bit more on the kind of thriller sci-fi yeah. kind of side of things and then it maybe realised that they weren't quite good enough to pull that off I
1: don't know. <laughs> well it starts interesting enough you know mm. we, we covered um Cannibal Holocaust recently. Go and you know watch that with our video nasties feature. Cheap plug, um, but that was you know was a, a really fun and interesting film. And this film starts off with that kind of like tribal aspect. You know we see this guy John Whitby with a tribe. He drinks like this weird juice or something, and, it's and like prang- yeah, basic, yeah it's like a like soup that they give him. And he prangs out whilst looking at this statue,
0: um, and then he's at a like a dock. And... It's a he, really weird scene to be honest. Awesome. It's a very it's like weird To start scene. the film, because he literally just like, you don't really know what's going on. No. He's got this guy who's just like wailing.
1: Like, ah! Yeah, he's just like high as fuck on <laughs> Yeah. Gym, on like soup. <laughs> and then he gets on the boat. He looks for something that's supposed to go to Chicago, you know, Natural History Museum or something. It's not on there. And then he starts freaking out. Yeah. And then we get an interesting part where um, the detective uh who's real kind of like superstitious yeah turns the like, Augusta or something yeah, like, you know, Tom some, character. Yeah. Yeah. They turn up uh and they're mm. investigating the boat that's covered in blood and mm. they do find in the bio, in the bilge, they do find like all of the decapitated bodies. And at at first I was like okay, this this might fuck. You yeah, know? Yeah. I was like,
0: this might fuck. Like the investigation into like the trail towards it and Yeah. To to for that first say think maybe half an hour as they're leading towards the museum and they get into the museum and stuff like that
1: even like, less I
0: think I, yeah probably literally less 15 but, minutes 20 minutes but once it that first bit when they're like basically he's a, a, investigating where these dead bodies have yeah. like come from and those bit like that bit I, I quite enjoyed and yeah, I man. what I also say actually in this film is oddly enough is I feel like Tom Sizemore his acting is as if he's in a different film he is is what i kept feeling i kept feeling like he is doing the detective role but he's taking it far more seriously at times and i feel like some of the other actors are in this film yeah i feel like he's giving a fairly strong performance most of the film like he's going with it as if he is playing like you know as if he's in some kind of proper like like criminal gangster film or something like that yeah he's Try. He's got some dialogue to play with, but he's trying his hardest with it. Like, he's given quite a strong... And I feel like some of the other actors around him are being classic cornball kind of what you expect from a 90s creature feature, which is really tongue-in-cheek-like It's a bit jarring, isn't it? You know, like our... Uh, like I've got to say its it, isn't it? Sneaky Asian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, we, we get that, don't we? We get,
1: like, the classic. And that's a very 90s trope. It mate, is. As it's, sneaky it's, Asian.
0: A, you know? To take, like, an Asian-American guy and be like, he's a sneaky. He's a worm. He's a
1: sneak. He goes behind your back for the grant. Obviously, he's in the, you know, he's in the sciences or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He's a, like, he's a sneaky he's Asian. He's got
0: to look like a little slime ball because yeah. he's got to be, like, against our... And another another very 90s <laughs> thing is... um the sexy doctor or uh, scientist sexy scientist you know we had a lot of that in the 90s you know starts with Jeff Goldblum surely (laughs) well Jeff Goldblum but he's like the peak but I'm on about like casting I don't know if it was particularly like I'm thinking more like in the 90s like every Bond film for instance in the 90s had a scientist character. It was a female that was played by a, someone who was normally a model, like Denise Richards, yeah. in, like, World Is Not Enough or something <laughs> like that. And she plays, like, a nuclear physicist and everyone I remember just taking the piss, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, literally about, like, how d- 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 does she even know what nuclear <laughs> physicist would even be? Does she understand the concept of what a nuclear would be? Like, it, it was a very, like, off it, that it was, time. But in the 90s. It? There were loads of, like, roles where it was, like, basically they were casting women who were, like supermodels not amazing actresses i'm not saying that about the, the the who's in this one but i'm just saying like straight away i've got this trouble like because you see her like straight away it's like you're looking at her body and it's the boys that are gro- like staring yeah. at her body and you're like straight away and it's like i'm a doctor because i can tie up my shit around my waist or i can mess my hair up in a bun like it's like yeah. I'm a, i'm a scientist not saying in any way that, that, that <laughs> a scientist or a doctor cannot be sexy as hell. Yeah. I'm just saying it was a kind of a trope in the 90s. If it feels like I remember seeing it more in 90s films than I have in any Yeah, else. It had to be the sexy scientists and nerds were sexy. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is why I think that this film does play a little bit like it was trying to play to that kind of it was almost hoping that it would get the Jurassic Park people to be like, come on, this is another there's another creature. There's another
1: sexy scientist.
0: Because it all plays out. Not not just Jeff Goldblum level of sexiness because <laughs> yeah. she has nothing on No, Goldblum. nobody I does. mean... There's <laughs> very few who don't, you know? <laughs> but it's just, I mean more in, like, the way this film, like, kind of teases the monster. We don't see him for most of it. But then a lot of the deaths that are, like, literally in my head were like, these are almost, like... There are some more graphic ones but a lot of them are like the PG 13 level of like a Jurassic Park film where you're getting like shots of blood or you're getting people screaming up above a lot of
1: off screen stuff
0: yeah, yeah which is you know which is fine and uh, there's nothing there's absolutely nothing wrong with slowly teasing a monster as they do for this whole they like, do but most of this film
1: <laughs> they do but they switch it on its head at times which makes it feels for me it felt a little bit jarring so the first Kind of proper death that we get is the security guard who sneaks off to the toilet to yeah. like smoke a little zoo and we see a giant like claw grab his leg and pull him away, mm. and then the, the the another couple of deaths after that you don't really see it, and then there's a scene where the monster's revealed in full. Yeah. We have uh, then a really actually to credit to the film a really good SWAT scene. Where you see the creature in full, yeah, that was really cool. And then we see it in the sewers again, where you just see a tail and like you know you see it again. it feels very disjointed. There is a little
0: bit like I I quite like the um, the shot. I saw shots on Google before, and I was like, oh, I don't think that monster looks very like But actually, in action, it looks far better than the pictures made it look. Oh yeah. Um, I kind of I kind of like the design. Um, but you're right. There was one thought that kept popping in my head. I was like. The size of this monster is wickedly inconsistent. Yeah, (laughs) it's like one minute it's able to be enough size that it can get under the door, but then another scene it's so big that it's literally able to like like tower oh like next to like a giant giraffe kind of statue. But then later when it's in the sewers, the water's only deep enough for the people to be like they're yeah they're 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 like waist up in the water and yet the monster's somehow hiding its entire Submerge, body under yeah. uh, and it's like i don't think you'd be able to do that it'd be <laughs> like it'd be like the monster just like halfway out like Aah. just like watching them yeah, yeah just like acting like it's sneaking up <laughs> yeah. and just like we could we could see, see you the whole time <laughs> if i stay quiet there was <laughs> but yeah, yeah there's a, there is a bit but i get that's not unusual with these kind of monster films sometimes yeah to be fair they do sometimes it? have a tendency to kind of not be quite sure. I think I actually could bear because there's there are there's practical effects. That Stan Winston did the kind big of big Stan uh, whole time, you know, um, classic. But uh, there are CGI ones. When it moves properly, it's yeah. CGI, and it's a look. It's no. So luckily, it's not too much in your face. There is one scene with the SWAT team. where yeah you can clearly see its whole thing behind him, And again, it looks weirdly, still looks too small compared to the man that it's holding in its hand before it decapitates yeah. the, the SWAT guy. Um, but that's one of the more clear clearer CGI ones. And, and that's when I, in my head, I was like, that looks, that's, obviously, this is 1997. So it is dated, but it definitely in my head was like, that's kind of Godzilla, 90s Godzilla kind yeah. of level of like It just, that think, doesn't hold up. I think
1: all. it all doesn't hold up. I know everybody jumping says... jumping around like you. jumping around doesn't. I know everybody says, oh, Jurassic Park does, but it doesn't. <laughs> Jurassic Park doesn't.
0: That happen. one, I'm def- I think you're wrong on that one. Yeah, we can disagree. <laughs> now that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think my but, main thing is, with this film, right, is it goes... We get this... Uh, we get the boat scene where it comes. We get the invest... You know, we get introduced to the characters. And then it just seems to... We get that first kill of the uh of the security guard on the toilet and then it just seems like it to me it just seems to drag for ages they're looking for the you know for some kind of connection and i know when i talk about like the actual plot points it it moves very quickly because after this they go looking like and they go looking for someone or they go looking to see what happens they see a homeless dude like in the in the tunnels or something in the sewers, yeah. and they just go absolutely fucking shit, yeah, which is funny. <laughs> um, and and then, then they think
0: that that's the case, and they have the the phone call with the mayor telling them that there's no, you've got your guy now. Get, yeah, get this place open because I've got a fancy dude. To... And another
1: nineties trope, the asshole yeah. mayor. Yeah, yeah the
0: asshole like character mayor. Um, but the only that that's the only thing. Like this film has a major. That first bit, the detective coming in, doing those things, you know, the first death. Literally, it does feel like half of all of this is just such added exposition. It's literally yeah. like, you've got them set up. It's all this set up in order to lock down the building, almost. They do a lot of this stuff to almost be like, oh, these doors are going to lock at this time. And they're, like, they're really trying to set up all of these ideas. And they're also trying to set up all the ideas about... Because in a lot of those scenes, they have the stuff about the Beatles... And yeah. the fact that then the beetle, and then later on she finds the beetle that's become wildly enlarged. Huge. they're when, eating this when, fungus. When it's eating the fungus, which is related to the, what's the, hippocampus, the hippocampus or the whatever. Brain bit. The, the bit that the monster seems to, whatever they say, is, it seems to be drawn to that because yeah. it's taking heads, but it's only taking that part of the brain. Yeah. Uh, when so there's something that it wants about that. And it's like, that's great. Lots of talk about this. Like You're trying to set all of that up. But the problem is that this is now taking where you're... Those scenes you said, but a lot of those scenes seem to play out like over like five, ten minutes of yeah. that scene just going on. Like it's like they don't know when to cut, yeah. They don't know when to edit it down. So this has one of the one major like, like, like the opening, the kind of opening stuff, and then towards the end of the first act, and then the whole second act is just a dip. In but the, the
1: whole second act feels like it is a like you said, it's a setup for the building to get locked down but effectively all that happens from my understanding in the second act is they go into john whitby's um office and find it's been like ripped up they do some analysis on the beetle and it's like yeah it's got some other like weird like reptilian dna in it they they put. They just. They just light up the homeless man, yeah. and then they have the. You know, they have the superstition expedition exposition yeah. whatever ex, exhibit yeah. whatever it is to get people into the room, and then they lock it down. And all and I went through that in about twenty seconds. Yeah. But the second act. It feels like it. Well, that plays out.
0: Yeah. All that part plays out over forty minutes. Yeah, you know so what I mean. Dumb. Like that. That it. it just is that. Like, and and the thing is, there's. I think there's another death in there somewhere that was like But that's the, it's. It is just those quick like. Oh my god! Like ah, and then cut off. It's not like a no. It's not like a grisly, gruesome one to sustain Can your bloodlust yeah. for a little while. You know what get I mean?
1: dog dying and then a guy runs off
0: well that's that's kind of just before they start to lock down yeah because that's that's when it finally starts to build towards the it does feel like basically it feels like it it feels like what you'd expect in a standard film it feels like that first act is then being stretched out for an hour and then you go straight to the third act it feels like there isn't really like so much of a middle it feels like all the stuff that should have been set up in the first like half an hour of the film is then set up over an hour of the film. Yeah. And then, therefore, it kind of feels like you just go from setting up these ideas to the monsters loose. And there's no real, like... You don't really get, like, to know... I can't say I really got to know the characters no. in that time, which you think they're like, yeah, it's fine because they're doing a slow build, so you really care about the characters... Tom Sizemore's character is basically exactly what he was an hour in, as he pretty much was at the start, which is, you know, he, he comes across as somewhat, like, kind of charming in this kind of way, but, yeah. you know, there's something about his dog and his ex-wife. You've got that kind of built in at the start kind of thing. Yeah. Um. But apart from that, like, you learn nothing more until a little bit l- later when he oh, the one thing that runs right is this is a superstition expedition and he is a superstitious cop. Yeah. Constantly going on about superstition, telling his partner Holloway, I think it is, telling him, like, don't step over the body, that that's bad luck. Yeah, you don't pick like, up that penny. Yeah, don't pick up that penny, it's the wrong side down. Like, And as far as I'm aware, that doesn't go anywhere. No. Apart from <laughs> late, later on, he gives her a speech about a bullet that saved his life. He's like this. This bullet was uh, this bullet. Some like junkie kind of pulled the gun on me, and he he shot me at point blank range, but it didn't go off. And then I beat the shit out of him. Yeah, (laughs) and I took his gun, and the guys checked it. The I took it back to the police station, and the guys checked it, and he was like, "That was a perfect bullet. That should have killed you." (laughs) It's a very (laughs) weird thing. And yeah, so um, yeah, so he's he's got this whole like. Superstition, kind of thing within it, which again, playing on superstitions could be a really cool thing in a horror film because be. there are like, there are some, um, some mad ass like superstitions out there. Like, what is it? Like, you should like fold your thumbs away if you go into a cemetery. I've never done you know... <laughs> 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 it. I, I was reading, I think I got out right I, I was reading a bunch of um, here you go. so here's some superstitions. Yeah, let's hear fill it. this out. <laughs> so, um, obvious ones number 13 is unlucky. Yeah, uh, breaking mirrors and all that kind of stuff don't place two mirrors facing each other so basically if you're into that kind of kinky sexy stuff yeah if you want to see <laughs> yeah. yourself then that's bad luck for you yeah um so yeah you've got to say tuck yeah so tuck your thumbs in at a cemetery so apparently it's an old creepy superstition like uh, the dead wandering and the thing and basically that you'll offend the dead if you by like having fun, t- t- Tucking your f- your fist, uh, it protects your. Apparently, it protects your parents from death in the old superstition. So basically, if you walk around putting your thumbs up to <laughs> the people in the cemetery, your parents will die. Well, what if your parents are
1: already dead? <laughs> <laughs> then then they will come back. <laughs> yeah, they come and they'll back. Come Pet cemetery <laughs> <sanitary> stuff. <style. laughs>
0: yeah, and but um, yeah, don't trim your nails after sundown. I've never heard of this superstition no, before, but apparently it's a superstition. No, to, it brings bad luck. It's a Japanese superstition. Uh, a creepy superstition warning that trimming your nails at night can cause premature death. I mean I always trim my nails at night. After a gonna, bath or a yeah, shower. I was say, that, that's the right. softest. So most of us are, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they believe that like discarded clippings will be eaten by rats who morph into monsters to terrify you in your sleep. <laughs> Okay. this is Japanese yeah once uh, again that sounds like a great horror film it does make, make, let's make that horror film yeah um, I love this one singing at the dinner table sermons evil spirits <laughs> okay so if you like to have a jaunty tune with your family <laughs> yeah. around the dinner table <laughs> uh-huh. then some kind of Ouija board shit's coming for you no musical you're going to be yeah. haunted that night don't sing so next time, like your little daughter's singing "Let It Go" at the table, you slap her in the face and say "Never, never!" Yeah, say <laughs> so you invite evil spirits to feast with us. It's an yeah. interesting. One. So yeah, whistling attracts tragedy. Apparently, if you like to whistle, that always you will whistle. be followed by tragedy in your life. Oh. I believe whistling? uh whistling indoors can bring bad luck because uh, causing the house to burst into flames.
1: <laughs> well, Anna does believe that whistling in the house is bad luck. Oh, really? So she won't let me whistle in the house. Or whistling oh, doors.
0: Oh, it is. A, it's a Russian superstition. Yeah. So she in Estonia and Latvia, the superstition takes a different twist. They believe that whistling indoors can cause bad luck, causing the house to burst into flames. Some Russians believe that whistling can cause financial ruin. Yeah, that's what she says. Yeah. You whistle so in next... the house, you'll be poor. <laughs> so that's
1: why. That's why that, that explains. Poor. That explains everything. <laughs> that explains why I'm poor. <laughs>
0: um, another one. Don't chew gum at night. So, a Turkish superstition, when a person chews gum at night, the gum transforms into the flesh of the dead. But here's
1: an interesting thing. A lot of superstitions are, like, old, you know? They date, they're, they're quite dated. Yeah. How long
0: ago was gum invented for yeah, that to be a, some a superstition? Of these, some of these are much more modern superstitions that someone's brought on. Um, Oh, I have heard that one before. Hold your breath when you pass a cemetery. I have seen that one before, referenced in films and things like that. Basically, it believes that you're inhaling an evil force if you go past a cemetery and you don't hold your breath. Okay. And never rock an empty chair, basically. (laughs) Apparently, it brings out the possessed or the dead. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, there's some uh, superstitions that our detective would most likely not want to follow. And we've...
1: uh this that you know we've discussed that as much as superstition is discussed in this film. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty
0: much it. It's 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 a it's his character trait apparently. They decided he needs a trait, so he needs to be a very superstitious cop. So you don't see him chewing gum, which because that could have turned into the gu- the flesh of the it dead. Could which, have been the flesh again. Would, would have been a more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Although like,
1: here's the thing: like they, you know, they harp on about superstition. And you have the superstition exhibition, which is a little tongue twister. Yeah. And then you have John Whitby, who's like a you know anthropologist, and he's investigating these tribes. And you have this creature called—I think they call it like the Kafka or something. Yeah. But then they—they uh, they barely flesh any any of this out. They don't really discuss any of this. They just go like. Oh yeah, I'm superstitious. Oh yeah, we're doing a superstition exhibition. Yeah. Oh, he was there looking at tribes. Oh, he was at the start. He was screaming about this totem. You know. Yeah. Like they don't flesh any of this there, out.
0: There's, yeah. There's there's no there's no link to this and well, plot twist. <laughs> yeah. The plot twist is that John Whitby is the monster. Yeah. So he is he is what trapped. So basically, the soup that he drank is basically what transformed him into, like they had poisoned him with something, which is why he was trying to stop the release of the whatever. It's not really fleshed out and it's not really fully explained. Because that doesn't
1: make sense. If he's the, if he is the Kafka, and yeah. he is the monster, yeah. then what does that have to do with the totem? And what does that have to do with what he, why he was trying this, to stop that? This ship? is the
0: part where it's like, the film's called The Relic, and yet the relic has nothing to no. do with the part of it, which you'd think might be the idea that basically, like, if, if it had told us that basically they have to... Uh, He's been possessed they by They have to possess thing. someone by it, or or they have to choose someone in order to become it, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or they have to destroy Or when the yeah. relic is touched by someone, or whatever, it, you know, they could have come up with any number of reasons. But, I, unless I missed it, they, didn't, they don't explain it. She just finds it on the DNA machine, yeah. and we discover it's that but they never explain why or why did the tribe do this or any of that stuff. It's like, it's not there, is it? No. Was <laughs> like, he, so,
1: was he eating the fungus on the boat? <laughs> like, uh,
0: what, what it says online is that the soup that the game him yeah, is I what I transformed read. And him screaming in the boat when he screams, when you think it might be the monster coming out to kill him on the boat when they kill everyone else, is actually apparently when he transformed into him on the boat. Yeah, I think that's obvious. So that's, but that's pretty much all they explain about. I expected to have some kind of a flashback of some kind of thing suddenly yeah. to explain why is John would be the monster. But there's yeah. no real explanation why he becomes this big lizard, apart from the fact that the the relic, I guess, looks like a lizard monster. But that's what we're going to that's see. The, it. That's the superstition monster, or whatever it is. This is apparently the link that links all of this together. But it's like, is and it's not even a superstition that kind of saves the day of the. The
1: cop. Well, John Sizemore doesn't do anything.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, that's what I mean. It, it all—it suddenly goes to that. Oh no! Now the woman must like the woman saves the day. Like, and it's like fine, yeah. But like, I remember, i, I think I might have missed the part. But I was, I was remembering going, like, where the fuck did Tom Sizemore go? He's not well, doing any of this.
1: From from what I remember, and this is what I mean about like the film. It's really oddly put together. Like the whole time I'm watching it, I'm I'm just thinking. Have I missed like massive chunks of this film? Have I like had like a blackout and I've just like missed scenes? Yeah, because it drags like it drags its fucking bollocks for the whole <laughs> film, and then it just like it has this hour. I would even I would even say it has an hour and twenty minutes, an hour and twenty five minutes of setup before it basically becomes alien
0: it's an hour I I looked on the video it was an hour and five minutes when they actually started the museum like properly exhibition and when we first get like that's when the dogs die. Okay. And then following that, so by the time the monster's actually fully roaming, probably about hour and ten, hour and fifteen. Yeah. So by the time it's actually fully like out chasing after them in that kind of classic style. Yeah. But then which is the final like twenty five half an hour most of the film. Yeah. (laughs) Which is mad when you think it's meant to be a creature. Which is yeah again this is the good part. But it's also
1: like it feels like there was, like the setup was too long. All the wrong things were set up yeah you know it's just fucking weird and then this is what I mean like it gets I don't know if I miss something but it gets to the end and I mean we will there'll be bits that we're going to talk about we always jump around yeah and the and Tom Sizemore is like all right the monster's got to be like coming for me I'm like getting get here get inside of this room or something and then he closes it and then the monster's after her yeah and he's like trying to get back in the room. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> and she has to fight it. Yeah. So... It was really weird. I was like, what? It's like... Bad superstition. Bad superstition, <laughs> like, yeah. Who'd done to it wrong. Yeah. Um, no, that, like, it's hard not to say that it's completely trashed. Like, it's not that the were parts that I liked. It just, oh, yeah. It just, it lost all your goodwill in that like middle bit lost like, a lot Steve. like it really did like so when it finally happens is a little it gets a little bit of that kind of like finally but also i'm not sure if i could, should give a shit anymore yes. <laughs> um like once it starts going i i started a little bit once it was going i did start to get a little bit of that what i'd wanted for most of the film which is oh cool now it's chasing them around like now they're going um everyone starts to like split off into groups there is like a quite cool death that kind of opens the whole like manicness of everything because obviously they lock down all the rooms sneaky asian locks the locks lady and brooks downstairs yeah calling brooks because he's brooks and shawshank yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because i don't remember he's dr franks or something like that um but um she's locked down there so she has to start going through the tunnels and stuff and this is just when everything starts to go a little bit off. You've got the dogs going down the tunnel. One of the dogs gets, like, slaughtered, yeah, thrown at is. them. The other dog, who I believe will later on become Tom doc the <laughs> Vincent Augusta's dog, because he lost his dog, so now this is his new dog. Of course. But um, when it really kicks off is when all the hydraulics in the building start to kind of fuck up when yeah. it starts. And when what the security guard, uh, the police officer, sorry, that was taken down in the tunnels suddenly they see the blood dripping down, which is quite a cool scene Yeah, like that the woman cool. getting covered in blood. And suddenly he drops down as the expedition and lands on all of these spears. Yeah, that was and cool. his body with his headless with his head come, like come off and like yeah. rolling off and it's like I was like, Okay, we're that actually cool. into it now. That we're doing cool. it. Like that was cool. Everyone freaking out and running and I was like, this is what we want. We want yeah. people, you know, now they've jumped we is that were monster to jump down and start just tearing them apart, which He didn't. No. (laughs) (laughs) So they all run through into the next room, and then um this monster kind of is a bit inconsistent because it's like there, it's like, here's all these people. And then it's like, you know what? I'm gonna go back into the (laughs) I'm gonna go back down into the bottom because the other characters are all down at the bottom of the building. So I need to go over there. (laughs) It's almost like the creature has to go where the other characters are and has to spread his time equally. Yeah, (laughs) has to follow the plot. He's like split between there. So he just kind of appear like like there's a bit when he appears um, above in the top of the museum, and then you know when when the when Brooks basically yeah. is like leave me behind. I'm in a wheelchair. I, I'm going to die anyway. When he finally uh, comes face to face, when his death happens, but it goes from like a scene when he's in the middle of battling upstairs, and then yeah. suddenly it's like now he's creeping back down, but it's like. Well, you've already implied that this is a big bit of tunnel down to get down to these parts. Like that you're a mile. In. <laughs> yeah. Like so, you're like so. Monster just decided. Nah, I've got plenty of food here, but instead, I'm going to come down and kill this one old guy just so it, just so that she can scream in the terrible way that she screams. That's one thing. She she, every time that she screamed in horror, like when she sees the dead body of the security guard in the, fir- the first yeah. death, and she walks in and she does this like scream against the door and like collapses against the door and I was just like yeah you're not quite a scream queen huh? uh, yeah it's a bit too like, much yeah she was a bit OTT and she was the same with Brooke it was just this kind of like flail against the thing like oh my god no and in oh, time size so I was god. more like just kind of blank faced i'm so sorry yeah i'm so sorry <laughs> i i can't not look like I'm like a hard man i can't yeah, look soft i can't not look you know i can't look soft i have to be hard <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a like a and with sunny like they, yeah when they say that he's like a like a girl so he, i'm not a goddamn guy! Yeah, <laughs> i can't break this motif yeah <laughs> i mean
1: i like the scene with the swat officers that was cool yeah. as well you know where the although i found it really funny that they were just like they have all of this uh like, when you know, all of these glass, like, uh, ceiling panels, yeah. And they're like, No, nah, we'll just go in one by one, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, the first <laughs> we'll break one break one, yeah, the rest. break one, and then we'll go down one by one. <laughs> one guy gets killed as he's on his way as he gets down, yeah. And then the second guy goes through and
0: he starts, like, you running know, away. That's what I was on about. Whether you see him like, strange giant monster, like, lift him in the air and just like, snip your neck, <laughs> he just snips
1: his neck off, yeah. yeah. That was really cool. And then the the guy who's coming down after him just just like shits his pants and is like pull me up, <laughs> pull me up.
0: That bit was really weird. That bit was some. That bit was some um, questionable. Because I don't know what the fuck was pouring out of his body, but it weren't blood. No. So when he gets back up, he gets back up onto like the thing and you feel oh he's got it, and then his face just goes like limp and you're yeah. like ah oh, shit he's gone. Like, he's two, half, I he's like, gone. I was like ah oh, this is gonna be really cool though because his body's about to come over and it does come over and you're like ah. Oh, and I'm like it doesn't look like blood or guts it's it just looks like a black cut and yeah. then a liquid that looks like a kind of watery, silvery liquid that's pouring out. It does not look like blood. It's an android. <laughs> it that's what I mean. An it literally look. It literally looks like what is it? The T. The T one thousand or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> From uh, Terminator two, like it literally looks like that kind of liquid <laughs> pouring out of his body. <laughs> it does not look like blood. It's like they've just CGI'd half of his body. Instead of deciding, hey, we've got you know someone who does amazing practical effects. Nah, we're gonna we're gonna no, use the CGI. CGI. So That one, just that one aged terribly. Take half of his body <laughs> off. And then, ah, oh, can you CGI some liquid pouring out of that weird half of the body? Yeah. And I was just like, ah, oh, man, that would have been so it cool. It would have Because cool. the, 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 the headless part and the, the details with the faces and the heads are really actually
1: cool. really yeah. good. Even the monster looks quite yeah, cool. That's what it I mean. looks weird as fuck.
0: It, it does but like all of that's practical and this is just that's kind of the sad part you had all of these practical effects and i know you've got to make them jump around and move around which is a hard thing to do with practical so they've had to yeah. do cgi that's fine but it is just a case of you're there like why didn't you just do that practical you've yeah. got stan winston doing your practical effects he's classic like movie monster horror kind of like thing. and you've decided and said now nah, we're just going to cgi these bits it's like all of these should have been practical and it would have increased it enough, like just a bit more to be like, ah, that's not fake. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, there were like those kind of cool scenes, like you had in that same room just before it, I say just before it, again, some of these are quite spaced out again, but you know, you had um, Sneaky Asia Sneaky Asian. (laughs) Sneaky Asian gets chased through and you want him to die in a really horrible way and instead he just gets the standard off-screen kind of blood splatter kind of one. Um, but he does. He does pop down and um, do a quite cool where it catches the really whiny um, crater. Yeah. Of it, who's constantly who gets like fired moments before by, I don't know the one that looks like Edna out of Incredibles. I, <laughs> you know the little lady out of Incredibles. Well, this on isn't <laughs> I don't know. It, it seems like it should be because if it's not, like she looks. Like, I'm pretty sure like, it is. But um. I will double check. He, he gets time. the crater and he like. He tears, a, like, he tears him up and you do actually get to see him it's quite cool you see him getting like thrown around and ripped into bits in his mouth yeah. Linda Hunt Linda Hunt that's the one um, yeah and you get that bit and then also you get the other cop because you have this weird part of the scene where you've got the the black cop and the fat white cop who've kind of got this dynamic going on about like how terrible this whole event is yeah. and how horrible all these people are so they've got like a little bit of a running joke so when they're split up there's almost this heartfelt moment of like one of us has to stay behind.
1: Yeah, one, one of us. Like,
0: as if they know. Like, it's a, and it is kind of like, oh, crap. The ones that stay behind, they're probably going to die. So yeah. it's like, no, no don't, don't leave me. me. <laughs> like, and then that guy gets killed. I thought that guy was good. I thought they would, like, when he gets, because that guy got, like, smashed against through the glass into, yeah. like, one of the exhibits. But I thought it was kind of like, ah, it's kind of off screen. So I think they're going to reunite these two characters. The only two characters that for a moment had one emotional beat in this film. (laughs) And I was like, they're going to reunite them together at the end. They're going to be acting like they died, but they didn't. And then suddenly I was like, that dude's got glass right for his neck. He's <laughs> yeah, he, he's not dead. dead, he's not dead. My theory is <laughs> he's and, if, and if he wasn't dead, well, his counterpart, because when they comes in the water, that guy gets his head off. Just, yeah, he just gets killed. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, That the black cop's head is floating on the water, and you're like, shit. <laughs> yeah, he's not dead, he's he, not dead. He's, <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> he's
1: not dead, he's just... <laughs> we can save him. <laughs> we can save him. We can stitch it back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I had this thing when you messaged me like oh, it's a Stan Winston creature feature from the 90s. I was thinking, oh, it's got to be like, it's going to be really interesting. And then I read the synopsis when, because I felt like I shot myself in the foot, because you were like, these are the three films that we can do. Um, and I'm trying to remember exactly what they were. Hostel. Hostel. Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Or The Relic. Or The Relic. I
0: was secretly hoping you'd choose The Relic to be honest, because... At the same time, Cloverfield Hostel, which I'm sure we'll do at some point. Yeah. But at the same time, this was the one... And actually, I've seen, I've, I've been looking at this film because I was trying to remember. You asked me where, like, you could find it online. Yeah. For anyone in the UK, if you do want to watch it after our glowing review, <laughs> um, it's on BBC iPlayer. Yeah,
1: the one film on BBC iPlayer. Yeah, it's, and as long and as you it's have
0: literally your... been on there for years, and I don't know why, whenever I flicked on to look at their films, every time I'd be like, oh the relic. That's <laughs> one I've seen. Like, because the poster, the weird red, uh, yeah. like, discard. I've seen that poster seventy so five. So I've. Like recently I've been watching some of those like ones that I haven't seen for like a long time. So I was secretly there like, I hope you choose that because I've wanted to watch this for ages. But I don't know why. I need an excuse to actually watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I need someone to be like, we need to watch this. So I'm actually going to watch it because every time I'm like, uh, I'll just go and watch Sonic again. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> but i would never seen this film before. Yeah. So I didn't know what what the quality was. Um, but yeah. I don't know. There's there's still something in watching something for the first time. Yeah, of course of there is. Rewatching you know? Hostel and <laughs> Yeah,
1: and I was hoping. Okay, Stan Winston creature feature from the nineties. Oh, I hear it's about like a weird like. A you know, like lizard, n- lizard <laughs> from mythology killing people, yeah. Oh, this could be real cool. And then I watch it and I'm like, there's no superstition, there's no backstory, there's no relic.
0: No. <laughs> and it, it is somewhat kind of cool for the yeah, 25 minutes of That's, monster time you yeah. yeah. <laughs> get.
1: That, that opening sets the scene quite nicely, and then you have like a trudge of like an hour and 10 minutes where you get like a few I- enjoyable scenes and then a lot of just fucking waffle yeah. and then you get to this is what the film should have been yeah
0: you know finally like the whole film literally should have just been this last like half an hour 25 minutes whatever it is should have literally been like we should have set it up the cop goes into there they find something and to be honest it should have literally been like we need to lock this place down there's something in there and there we go. You know what I mean? Or it could have literally been like by the time the cop got, got in there, kind of thing, by the thing, they're like, this evening is the actual thing. But it's not that. It's like, oh no, not tonight. It's tomorrow night. And you, so you've really yeah. got the day to do it. And it's like, no, it should have been. They come in and it's tonight. And by the time they realise the problem, it's too late. They've started late. it. Yeah. And that's when shit just goes mad and the hydraulics. And that's all the setup you need for this kind of film. But it does feel a little bit like they were trying to be. I don't know, they thought they were trying to be smarter than they were? Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> I, the impression I get. They're trying to be like, oh, we can drag this out and make it like a real slow burn. Instead, it's just like mind-numbing.
0: Yeah. They, they, we both it fell asleep. It comes down to lots of things. <laughs> we did, we I both fell asleep. Fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep last night. Uh, you fell asleep. Well, you fell asleep last night as well. <laughs> and yeah. Again, uh, <laughs> and again, straight after. And again, straight after. They put it. you into a lot <laughs> of <mind laughs> on as soon twice. as it ended. You said, literally, you like switched off." <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah, it, it it's a it's yeah it's a hard one to say because it, it like it's not hard to say that it's not great. Um, I understand why it is a January dumping ground film. Um, yeah, you know I, I feel like all of the actors are doing the best they can do um, and they're yeah. trying. And as I said, at, at some points, not for our, but early, like for a good portion of it, I was thinking Tom Sizemore seems like he's doing a good like job here. I'm sure once it really kicks in, he'll, he'll he'll be good. Yeah, and then I kept waiting. <laughs> and then I kept waiting. Um, yeah, as I said, all those actors trying their hardest, but it's just, it's just, it's just overly long. It, yeah, it needs this film could cut half an hour easy. You know, what I mean, this yeah. should be a solid. This could probably be solid if it was a 90 minute film. Then it would be probably yeah. would have been a fun little ride. Um, but you add an extra twenty minutes, half an hour onto that of just talking and talking about scientific this and detective this and oh, don't forget that superstition and that superstition. It did have one. I did the, when he goes um, to look for the security guard for the first one. The the uh, the lady who's in the um, who's in the morgue does yeah. have a fantastic line <laughs> where she says don't you hate someone who takes head and never gives it? Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about the serial, like the, what they think is a serial killer. Yeah. I was just like, that's a great line. It's not, it's not, sadly it's wasted, but it's, yeah. it's a great line. It's a, it's a great line in the film. <laughs> it should be in this film, but <laughs> it's a good line. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. It doesn't go anywhere with any of the stuff no. it seems to set up. Apart from the fact that in the opening couple of minutes they've set up john whitby and then they never really explain why or why it's him or no. why he has anything to do it the actors doesn't appear they don't do a flashback to show it unless it's thing. like i i wouldn't be surprised and i i read up on this but i couldn't find anything about it but i would not be surprised if this film had some weird ass cuts or things like that yeah it does seem all over the place at times um or it's just the fact i just don't know who went and what studio went yeah we'll spend 40 some people were even estimating it might be more like 60 million on this film like who who went yeah yeah and that's why i'm saying like (laughs) films like jurassic park and things that obviously helped get films like this made yeah and they obviously heard that heard the concept but it feels like someone just heard the concept ah great a monster chasing around the museum there's loads of good creature movies people want to see those do it do it and then they looked at it and went, What the fuck did yeah, you do? What did you Where's do? The, like sat there like an hour in Where's the fucking monster?
1: You do have a plan on having some monster in your monster movie. <laughs> like that Jack <laughs> Goblin. <thing>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and oh, it, yeah, it it it's just so, yeah. it builds to that we find out that John Whitby apparently is actually the monster For in Scotland. Which again, that, that you know, as I said, it goes nowhere. No. there's no like explanation there's no John Whitby turning back into a man or something like that <laughs> there's no like calming it down by speaking to John the monster and suddenly he's like oh, I am think no she just she says at one point I know who you are she doesn't even say his name she just says I know who you are well she says it
1: but she does but She's like, I know who you are. She says it like re- like angrily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like As if John it, Whitney's this done this this on monster,
0: Yeah, but I was just like as if the monster's suddenly really gonna react to Oh shit, I better get out of I'm going. She's <laughs> gonna catch me, yeah. you know what I mean? Instead of being like John or you know what I mean, yeah. in that situation if you knew there was a human apparently in there. I was like waiting for the scene when she somehow manages to stop it for a moment when she goes, John, or like John, yeah. like John to try and bring out a human side of it. But it doesn't happen. Instead, she just tries to accuse it like it was a criminal. <laughs> yeah, run up um, <laughs> and it's just several weird... There's even a scene when Tom Sizemore, I, I think he should have died. His character should have been dead because they create this huge super tanker of um, you know a chemical, liquid, nitrogen, l- liquid yeah. nitrogen that will freeze you and (laughs) then the monster pops out in the water tom sizemore is right in front of it so you're like oh shit and and this was one scene where i was like oh shit they're gonna do they they looked like they were actually gonna kill him because it looked like that and i was just like but i'd heard it was like quite the female so i was like that's how he ends up out of it like you don't expect tom sizemore to suddenly get off like that and i was like that would have been cool but he said no so he pulls out his gun point blank range kind of like his little superstition thing yeah i think I don't even know if it's a case of his gun doesn't go off or he just no, goes it goes off. He shoots. Yeah. but then she grabs his liquid nitrogen and just bursts, <laughs> yeah. it. and I mean, most of it is not going anywhere near the monster, but oh, it is no. covering it's covering, covering, <laughs> covering. Just there, like I was literally thinking, like, oh my god, is are they going to bring in like a uh, his arm gets like frozen, broken off or yeah. something because she's like, but instead, it's just like he's just like. Oh, we've got to get out of it. it like goes through the smoke. Yeah. Like, we've got to get out of it. That is not how na- liquid nitrogen works. It might work with like, a, you know, if you're in a fire and you've got, you know, if you're spraying people with that, but not liquid nitrogen. If you spray <laughs> no, liquid, liquid nitrogen that. over someone, either it's going to do so inside their lungs and it's going to make them just drop dead or he's just going to be like <laughs> frozen. frozen on the spot. <laughs> but it's also the fact that you're pouring liquid nitrogen and they don't even think about the fact that one thing that definitely would start to freeze is is the water that's underneath them. At least a top layer of it or something start to form some kind of particles. Or around them, there'd be some frozen... But there's not... She just sprays, which is obviously just like gas. Like a fire extinguisher, yeah. And then it's just like, oh, there's nothing there. The monster was just like, oh, that pissed me off. I'm just going to run off this way. And you are just there like... So that had, again, that whole plan, and then... And by the time they get to the end, it's a different plan. (laughs) Sully is more... Instead of that one, it's like... So we just watched you for like five minutes doing this whole like, oh, if we if we do this, we could set up and we might be able yeah. to do this to him. And if we do that and it's like all that happened was in one tunnel you managed to scare him off with a bit of gas. Yeah. <laughs> and you nearly killed the person who was helping <laughs> you. It. And it was just like that is how some of these scenes feel like they're fought out. They're just like they do something but for no reason whatsoever. No. Nah. And yeah. To, I, think, I, feel like it... I think we've gone pretty much as long as we can go on this. Yeah, I don't know if you had any other major thoughts.
1: Not on the film on... itself. Um, I did look at the uh, the um, box office for uh, January 1997 uh-huh. to see what else was out at the this, time.
0: This was number one. Was it? I, yeah, this was number one at the box office, which is why I was... But it only made nine million its opening weekend, which was really low.
1: Well, see, I uh, maybe it was opening weekend because in the number one I've got uh, is Jerry Maguire, which released on December that... the thirteenth, and it was still in. I'm using uh, Box Office Mojo, but I Box Print. Office Mojo, yeah. That's... And then Michael, which I haven't seen, was second. Scream was uh, released in December twenty. Twenty what did I say that weird? Twentieth of December nineteen ninety six. So it was still, still in cinemas strong. by the time Relic came out, and I've got Relic being in being fifth.
0: Um, oh, I've got uh, this. The, to be fair, this was Wikipedia, though. Ah, I've Wikipedia. got the Relic premiered on January tenth, nineteen ninety seven. It opened at number one at the box office, grossing nine million uh, in its opening week. week. A, a total weekend. of thirty three. Yeah. Yeah and against an estimated 60 million cost
1: yeah so maybe the opening weekend it was number one
0: yeah I think just it's opening week after that like 9 million that's like nothing so that shows but that's what I mean nowadays even like that, that's you know obviously low Um, but nowadays you know they wouldn't release films like that to that kind of low numbers back in the day when not as many films were produced or created that would have been like uh, oh yeah because no one's going to the cinema in January yeah, but yeah. So same time as Scream, Jeremy Maguire, which was a huge non stopper. Um, that's uh, I don't know. Miles I, I was just I was yeah I was just surprised. That's why I mean that's why I was surprised. So I, I don't know, but I was surprised when I was like that was number one really. Like so I can see how the idea, but that's what I mean. Yeah. the idea would draw people in it didn't make a huge amount so it shows that the box office that weekend must have been a low box office weekend yeah but still just like this we were somewhat excited about the idea yeah
1: um i love relics and trinkets you
0: know I, I, and
1: films including them i bet the
0: tra- i bet the trailer probably made it look like all monster mayhem yeah and so then when you're sat there you're like what
1: <laughs> i mean to be, i mean maybe for future episodes we should start watching the trailers because <laughs> i have i didn't watch the trailer for this i never do anyway but i mean i, I uh, it would have made sense because if you're looking at the box office and the marketing we know that horror movies p- do the best opening weekend and then generally unless they, they it's they a franchise right a or halloween they most, drop
0: it most Hall- like even halloween so they, they tend to drop about half or more after yeah. this weekend, yeah. they normally have to, use, unless they're one that really kind of gets yeah. people's attention.
1: That's what I mean. If it falls over, like Halloween weekend, they might stay. You know, or yeah. they might do relatively well. But like when you look at the percentages that they drop off, it's massive. Yeah. So yeah. I could see this, you know, being you. You hear that Mr. Tom Sizemore is in a, is in a film. You this, think is when <laughs> this is where Tom Sizemore was. This was had the
0: chance of being possibly a thing before he. Went into drugs and then dropped
1: yeah. them way off. <laughs> yeah, rip. Right. Um, yeah, right. but uh, so I I don't blame it for not kind of doing very well. I mean, it had a lot of kind of competition. Like Scream is obviously regarded as a classic. Jerry Maguire was big, but then you you also had like looking at some of the other films that would have still been in cinemas. Uh, Beavers and Butthead do America, hundred and one Dalmatians, yeah. um, English Patient, Mars Attacks. You know, like mm. you still had some of these, Jingle All the Way, you know, <laughs> was still in Romeo um, and Juliet. You still had some films. That I mean, you nice look at
0: these, that the, the, these just these were like our era to us, like half of these films to be honest. To feel like to me, I would be like, these are all classics. You're, you're yeah. naming classic films to me, <laughs> yeah. I'm just <laughs> naming these the are, classics. These are our 90s, but um, yeah. yeah, no, I like that's why I mean. it, it, yes, it had, it had stiff competition, but the thing is that having seen and rewatched most of those films within the last couple of years, most of those films are far superior and well-plotted yeah. films. And this one just isn't. As soon as people would have realised the state of what the film was, and I can't—I don't think the, the reviews weren't terrible, I think they were more mixed on this one, but... Um, You know, I think some of them like the fact that it was trying to tell more of a story and not just being the rash, but I think sadly I think that's worked against it. Same.
1: I think it could have done much better if it had embraced being a lot more creature feature.
0: I I think it 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 almost felt like it it felt like it was a little bit too good to be just a standard creature feature and felt like it had to like push it a bit more. Um, and I think that that's what brings this down, and that's why it landed in the January dumping ground, and that's why you were a box office failure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's as far as we can go with the relic, not the actual. Yeah. Ritual. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was interesting to check out. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't straight off the bat say don't watch it, but if anything, I would say like if you if you haven't watched it, and you're interested in checking it out. It's not a completely bad film, it's not a dumpster fire, it's just a bit, a very middling and kind of drags at moments, but the last half an hour is fun, and that's what you would have gone to see, you know? Yeah.
0: It gave me that nostalgia and it makes me want to go back and check out all of those creature features yeah. of the 90s that I was on about. We should do more 90s creature features. Maybe we will. We haven't done many monster movies, to be honest, I don't think, <laughs> over our time. We need to do less slasher, more monster. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe
1: maybe those who listen can let us know what 90s creature features you would like us to cover. Maybe Species with Alfred Molina. Maybe Phantoms with Ben Affleck. With Mr. Ben Affleck, Yeah. <laughs>
0: You tell us, are either of those films any good or are they dog shit? <laughs> Species <laughs> no. is good. Enough. Species 2 is
1: is really weird. <laughs> I remember watching it because I this was ages ago and I watched Species 1 thinking I've heard a lot about this and I thought this is a pretty cool film. Mm. Quite erotic, but that's yeah. never a bad thing. <laughs> and then I remember watching the second one and being like now there's two aliens and they're going to meet up and fuck. And then I was like, "Ah, uh, it's all right. And then I heard that there's like a third and fourth one.
0: Yeah, and I was even say, like a reboot, a few of them. maybe. Not, I will have to check out. Species. I'm probably gonna. Go, I feel like I'm now gonna go off mm, and watch whack random. It? Crit- <laughs> 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 I'm go also off gonna whack whack go and watch Creature Features. Not <laughs> whack into <it> species. <laughs> yeah, right, definitely you know? gonna whack into species. <laughs> well,
1: that is our little uh, episode on the relic and uh, the January dumping ground. Uh, Be sure to join us next week. Come and let us know what you thought of The Relic, if you've watched it, uh, and if we were a bit too harsh on the film, maybe. Uh, You can find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter, at cmteh Podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe button and please leave us a lovely review. It's a new year. We're fucking hyped up for it. We're going to do it. We will see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.